0: Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. Well, I shouldn't say good morning. It's like we, four in the afternoon. We always say good
1: morning, and it's usually the afternoon.
0: It's It's been the afternoon lately because you keep showing up here late in the day, like around nap time. I got other stuff to do, John. Well, go
1: do it after the show. Yeah, but once we get together to record, that's going to take the rest of the day, whether that day starts at... <laughs> 2 in the afternoon or
0: 8.30 in the morning. I I think we can decide to leave the studio uh, at the drop of a hat. We can, but we don't. Well, because wherever you have to be after, it would violate your unwritten law of being late to something if we ended the podcast on time and you got to that place on time. So, in order for you to be late to your next thing, I completely, we have to run
1: over. I completely disagree with everything you just said, <laughs> uh, categorically. Do you, did I, do you understand what I just said? I, I categorically sure. deny and do not claim understanding nor <laughs> agreeance with any of the
0: words that have come out of your mouth. You know how I know you're not getting into heaven? Because <laughs> you're going to be late to go meet with St. Peter. <laughs> you're gonna you know, God's gonna say Ray will die at this date at this time and you'll be an hour late And he'll be like, I don't know I don't know what it's taking him so long. that's funny, you know that reminds me because I was praying for you the other
1: day, John. Wonderful and I was praying I said, God, please bless John Higgins
0: really? And God said, sure, "Who's that? Make sure you say the third. I hate for my, my grandfather, but now they're doing fine. All right. But Poor old the third over here. And God's response was, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> he he wasn't very familiar with you. Yeah, I had no idea. No. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> I feel that way too sometimes. No, Oh, no. No, God has been very good to me. I feel greatly blessed and highly favored. No oh, good. The other way around. Well, so here we are, and this is just an intro to the
1: actual episode we're going to be releasing. Today. Yeah, we
0: could go on for 20 minutes if we wanted to. Yeah,
1: it would just be that much longer of an episode.
0: <laughs> no, so we do, we dug up, and this is actually the sixth episode that we recorded. Wow. And I believe it's from like January of 2020. 20. 2001. <laughs> no, it's from January 2020. Right. Right. The beginning of the downfall of <laughs> mankind. Oh my, you know, I never right? put
1: that together. We was, started a podcast and things just went to hell. <laughs> this was pre-COVID. Right. Back when, you know, days were, the days of yore. And, uh, yeah, so this was before we had
0: any idea, anyone had any idea what was on the horizon. Right. And, uh well, it's yeah. funny we did it on the, the title of the episode is use of the telephone right well my how things have changed you know in some aspects they've greatly changed in the way you use a telephone in the car business and yeah. in many ways is
1: i mean we we right. listened to it and both felt comfortable that it was content that could be appreciated and applied yeah. even in the changed environment
0: that we live yeah absolutely so uh we, we do, the intro to it is a little bit different because it was our sixth episode. We hadn't fallen into a groove yet, so that might sound a little different. What else? Uh, and it was different
1: in that we did not, at that time, we were actually playing the intro. On the phone? Uh, on, a, on my phone as it was coming through the same microphone that we were recording into. It wasn't right. a separate track that we would add uh, post-production Right. We argued about that a little bit. We did. We discussed that. Uh, <laughs> y- your desire to change. To a- Add it in post. Have the engineers do it. Right. It's their job. It's it's the way most are done. It's like uh, on a movie set. Very amateurish to actually be playing the music in the studio. I don't know. It gave it a certain
0: je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Yeah. It gave it a certain appeal. You liked it better, actually. I I like the fact that it's very uh,
1: upbeat and driving kind of music that I think you can't help but
0: fall into the rhythm of that, you know, and when we do it this way, you don't ever hear that. I don't hear I it. I just take the track and add it to the beginning of the episode. Right. So I don't have that extra shot of adrenaline yeah. that the comes. Way, the way you get pumped up now is me saying, good morning, Ray. Yep. Or, or right before that, are we recording? Are we recording? <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> good morning, Ray. <laughs> and, and
1: sometimes I have mentioned that I feel like our, our talking at the beginning of the episode... Does it match the excitement that's built up from our intro music? Well, I think you ought to do a few pushups before every episode. Well, get, get jacked up. When I say "our," I mean you. <laughs> <laughs> when I say "we," it's the proverbial "we," where I'm really saying is
0: you're not. So when you go, up. like when you go to a dealership, coach, and you and you say. All right, here's what we need to do to sell more cars next month. Right. I'm talking about them.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, because I ain't going to be here. It's like that one dealer
1: who looked at me and said, What are you going to do to fix your BDC? And I will start looking behind me. Well, who, I'm sorry, who are you talking to? Because I don't have a BDC. <laughs> I have a consulting <laughs> yeah, business. <laughs> you have a BDC. Right. Who, who, who am I missing back there?
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm right. not going to
1: fix my my BDCs just fine. It's your
0: BDC that we got a problem with. All right. Well, what I wanted to do was to intro this a little bit and then maybe fade in just the tail end of the intro music. And, and you could... Know that hey, the the old episode is starting right now, but you disagreed. I did. You want to you want to play for the audience the entire intro music again? Yeah, all yeah. right. They're gonna hear the episode
1: in in its entirety as <laughs> recorded originally. Okay. But we felt that because it's so far in the past that we needed to at least let
0: people know it's a year old. We'll be celebrating. Oh well. I guess we had our first episode in November of nineteen. Recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Released. I guess we'll be celebrating our one-year release party. Right. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess Maybe we, maybe we can record our 100th we, episode during our one-year release you know, party. You know, like Aerosmith. I guess they didn't celebrate the recording uh, of the album. They celebrated the release of the album. Yeah. Maybe we should follow with those tracks. Okay. Yeah. All uh, right. Whatever we do, we just want to mirror Aerosmith. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to mirror someone, why not Aerosmith? Hey. All right. So anything else you want to add before we let the music play for a second time for this episode? Please enjoy. All right. And if we don't say it at the end,
1: we want to thank you for listening. Yes, we do. We want to thank you for listening, and uh, I do believe you'll hear that again at the end of the episode. Yeah, we're recording. So, <laughs> let, let's try it your way, John. You know, let's do what you want to do. Okay, so we're, we're here with another episode no,
0: of our so we, podcast. We just, like, we just walked in the door. Right. So let's do, we did. We did, like, five, four. Oh, no, we're going.
1: We're going. This is it. Okay, Go. Hey Ray, how are you hey, doing God, today? Good,
0: how are you? Fantastic, man, it's Welcome good to see, it's been
1: a long time. to all our time. listeners who are listening for another episode of uh, the Saturday morning sales meeting. Yes,
0: we had a rocky start this morning. We've got about five minutes of intro because we couldn't decide how to start the intro. Right. But we've done it. This is it. This is the new way that we will be doing our intro Moving forward, this is it. Ray has a hard time believing that we can add the intro music later, and we can just hit record and start talking. You know, you and your technology. It's not
1: just the matter of, can we do that? It's a matter of... Feeling the intro as we start talking, so actually, this is you a wants,
0: maybe we could give you an earbud when with I'm the music. Leaving, I have one
1: for my phone. I can since we were using my phone to right. play the the song. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll just I'll just do that, and then I can as it's getting you'll be close, all jazzed up. I'll, and, yeah, I'll be pumped and be able to give you this the 4. I love that man. Have you ever seen um, Cowboy Mouth? Uh, I've never heard of them. Man, the, the best rock and roll show you'll ever go to. Do
0: you think they're going to let us use their song for an intro to a podcast? Uh, if
1: we have to pay them, I'll pay them because they're good. <laughs> I really like Cowboy Mouth. And Maybe we could just give them a plug. I've, okay. Go find them. See them. They're from New Orleans, Louisiana. And if you <coughs> ever get the chance to see Cowboy Mouth live. New Orleans where? Louisiana! Uh, not... That's how they say it. There's not we're, another loop. Well, that's is part of the song. If you listen, if we played more than the first 20 seconds of their song, oh. you would hear later the lead singer say, We're called Cowboy Mouth and we're from North. So it's not like Louisiana. Kansas City,
0: where there's a Kansas City,
1: Kansas. And a Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> right now. So.
0: Congratulations on the Super Bowl win. Great win for the state of Kansas. Great. <laughs> Oh, I mean Missouri.
1: (laughs) Well, and Kansas, too. I mean, they can kind of take... Absolutely. I know somebody from Kansas who's a huge Kansas City fan, and I think it's just because they have Kansas in the name. Wonderful. So So what are we talking about? We're talking about use of the telephone. Use of
0: the telephone.
1: Right. Uh, What a valuable tool it is in sales in a dealership. And how it's not being used effectively and how it could be used more effectively. And uh, this is certainly something that both you and I have uh, trained all across the country. uh, I have very
0: strong feelings about the phone. I believe it has one purpose. Right. And that is to get people in front of you. Okay. Uh, I think the only time that a deal occurs is when a paper is signed. Right. And that uh, until you... Then everything leading up to that is to get someone in in front of you with a paper in their hand and a pen. But it right?
1: can it can establish if you're saying which we have before the whole sales process is obviously by the name a
0: process. Right. right? Step A. Step B. Right. Step it's C.
1: follow the steps. Believe in the steps. And it is either a, a new number one place or part of the number one, which is the meet and greet. Mm -hmm. You're building that rapport, building that confidence, trust, value in the dealership, value in the experience to come down to the dealership. Um, So, uh, And I think you can have a much more receptive customer if you're effective on the phone than if you're just waiting on point uh, Mm -hmm. in between cigarettes trying to find a guy who stumbles in on the lot.
0: I heard a sales call yesterday. I was going through some old audio that I on my computer and one of them was a recording from a store I was in training when he got uh, the BDC manager got a solicitation call from a training company and he's like hey Higgins come over here and listen to this I'm going to put this guy on speakerphone well the guy was pretty good he had a couple of recorded phone calls right. uh, from the BDC so he's like can I play them for you I said yeah we'll both listen so the BDC manager and I sitting there listening. And it was one of the worst phone calls i had ever heard. Right. And, of course, they picked one of the worst.
1: Of course. Right. And, <laughs> and for those dealers who are listening, uh, I'm sure you already know this, but those guys who call you up and say, hey, we just randomly recorded two phone calls, <laughs> right. and I just want to plan for you and see what you thought, they're lying. You think they randomly recorded
0: 60 and yeah, picked I, the two I, worst?
1: I, they probably didn't have to, just knowing how bad most dealerships are on right. the phone, they didn't have to go through 60. But they didn't do luck of the draw with two, right? So uh, you know it's it's a it's a gimmick. They keep calling until they get a bad person on the phone. A bad phone call. Yeah, a bad phone call. Yeah. I guess it's not the people who are bad. It's the
0: it's the engagement that's <laughs> bad. That was it's, bad. It's, hey, it's the manager that's bad, right? It's, it's, it is it's every a problem
1: manager. in the dealership is a management problem, and <laughs> every solution is a management solution. We know that so. absolutely. Uh, so,
0: so do you have specific uh, topics you'd like to go over on the phone, or uh, messaging, or a sales call, inbound call? Uh,
1: yeah, well, I would, call. Or? I think the the outbound call is the one that is most challenging to dealerships. Uh, you know, getting your salespeople to make the phone call, uh, getting them to see value in making those phone calls. Um, so maybe you just start with the, the beginning steps of an outbound phone
0: call. Well, when I think of outbound, it, it brings to mind either like a proactive campaign, whether right. it's sales or service, you know, like a retention call or a uh, uh, buyback, yeah, buy orphan owner call, uh, trade call, that kind of thing, uh, or it could be like an unsold traffic call where someone has been in the dealership already, but they left and didn't buy. Uh, Know, are there other kind of outbound calls that I'm leaving out? You, um, I, I classify them either as campaigns or an unsold traffic.
1: Yeah, well, and uh, I know there are OEMs like uh, like uh, GM, but I know they're not the only ones that do it that will actually give you a list of people who have what they say are... People in the market. Showing that they're in the market. Right. Now, these are not people who ever called the dealership. Isn't that
0: creepy? It is creepy. <laughs> it's incredible. It's big brother to Hey, be we extreme. noticed that uh, Susie Jenkins was on Facebook, and she liked a picture of a new car. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, I,
1: they, they I drill it down more than that. Yeah. They'll actually... They'll look and see, right? They implant cookies on their computer, and they look and see what they're looking at and how long they're spending looking at it and what links that they'll follow while on... Online, so, And they'll say, this person is exhibiting the behavior right. of somebody who is or will be <laughs> yeah, soon
0: in the market for a vehicle. That's too big brother for me. I need Rand Paul's advice on this. But, uh, so I think the best way to handle a call like that would be to call the person up. They've given you the phone number. Uh, the, the manufacturer gave you their phone number, right? Because right. all all their tracking. They right. haven't. So you would call them up and say, hey, uh, General Motors told me that due to your online behavior, you're obviously in the market for a vehicle. Yeah, that,
1: <laughs> I think that's not going to freak anybody out. No. They, they're they're going to be very receptive to what right. else you have to say. Right. Yeah, right. thank you for surveilling me. <laughs> and yeah, yeah please. I've, I'm so happy that you had <laughs> come across that knowledge. That's so nice that I didn't have to call you, <laughs> right. that you're spying on me. And now you, you're well aware that <laughs> I could potentially be in the market. I mean, I didn't even realize I was in the market, but now that you mention it, yeah, I, I, I was distributing that subliminal behavior. Right. I was feeling that, and you know, you've really put the the
0: actual. Uh, yeah, I wasn't even aware. Right. But now that you mention it, I believe I could. Think. That is
1: totally you. You
0: nailed me. So mm-hmm. right. Uh, so so how would
1: you go ahead take a stab? What, what well, so you? let's yeah, if we
0: have these lists, right, manufacturer right. lists of people likely in the market. Um, yeah, I think I would call, and I would, my reason for calling would be that we have some uh, value proposition, right, that's unique to the time and the person. Right. So, you know, I noticed that you have a 2015 F-150. It just so happens that the new F-150s have ten thousand off right now, right. Uh, and, and we're very low on used F-150s. Would you be interested in at least me making you an offer to buy yours? You know, whether you buy something from me or not, um, which was, you know, brings up a couple of little lines that I always loved. Was I, I don't doesn't matter to me whether you buy here or not. Obviously, I hope you do. But at least let me make you an offer on your trade because we really need vehicles like that. And then you can take my check and go spend that money wherever you want. Right. I mean, people were very receptive. Okay, cool. No pressure. I'll just come down and let you make me an offer. So
1: so you would agree that most of those unsolicited, random outbound calls are going to be regarding some sort of buyback?
0: Uh, well, I don't know about that. Um I mean, perhaps, I'm, I'm trying to think of all of the different types of lists or uh, campaigns we would do. It could be show somebody how to get up to a newer car at the same payment. It could be a trade offer, uh, buyback. It yeah. could be um, some special interest rate. You know, Ford is famous for every year around September doing a zero percent. Right. So, you know, in, in I mean, the I fall, think, that's a great... I think all
1: the OEMs at this point are, 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 are doing, yeah, zero percent of 0%. Okay. Either it's on a specific model within their,
0: their line um, or it's... I know um, GM has truck month. I mean, it, it seems like every month and a half, every couple of months, there's... Yeah. There's some kind of big sale going on, right? Right. right. It's so you summer can spectacular. The focus
1: trunk. on those. Hey, we saw that you're a truck owner and maybe yeah. you're in the market top yeah. range. Right, I, I would
0: take some kind of what makes this the best time to do business uh, and what makes you the perfect, uh, in Candidate. the perfect, yeah. Why are you in the perfect position to take advantage of this opportunity? Right. I, and, I know you, you talked a lot about. Um, The trade. You really like that trade script. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Go go through that. Well, just simply telling
1: somebody. You know, uh, I just wanted to reach out to you because. I don't know if you're aware of this, but right now, the vehicle you're driving, age and model, yeah. is in high demand. We're actually having a hard time keeping them on the right. lot for whatever reason, you know? And, you're a you five, five-year-old Malibu. And, <laughs> and
0: you usually ask how many
1: miles are on it? Yeah. And, and we, I would say Let me say, ask you, I let me say ask a hundred question: How
0: many miles you have on it? I've got 121,000. So less than 200? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Perfect. <laughs> But I'm every not. time we used to do that, right? No matter you would always ask how many miles, how no many matter miles? what it was, right?
1: You would say so under and something whatever higher. they say, right? They could say three hundred eighty-five thousand miles, and right. they would say so less than four ten,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> perfect, right. yeah. Or if they said yeah, it has five thousand miles on it, I go less than fifteen, right? Oh, perfect, <laughs> right? So right. right. Well, I
0: love that part, and then also you know speaking about how. You already have buyers uh, that are looking for those types of vehicles, right. which, I mean, we continually have a database. I don't know if you guys have ever worked in a BDC. One of the hardest things to overcome is the BDC reps saying, oh, they only want a 2017 to 2018. Right. And then they file it away, put the note in, and they kind of give up. Right. So you've got a database of people that are looking for about any kind of vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all you have to do is go search your notes and say, show me everybody that was looking for a 16 escape.
1: And right. And will they take a, will they take a, uh, they're only looking for a 2017 or 18, but if you've got a really clean, low mileage 15, that's right. in ideal condition and maybe even a couple of uh, grades higher than what they were originally considering.
0: Right. And obviously right. we'd want to overcome that at the time that at we have time. that client engaged, but... Uh, yeah, if you do have an underperforming sales staff or BDC staff, it's not misleading to tell a, a new campaign customer, "Hey, I have people looking for that type of vehicle." Right. Because you probably do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah you,
1: you may not have met them yet, but you well, have them.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're out there. Jeez. So, and then it's uh, I love the you know, hey, we're we're going to the high end, if not well above market value, on those right now. I mean, okay. I've seen them go as high as 3,000 over KBB.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah, that. And uh, we're offering above, uh, above market value, right. right?
1: Right. And then what's the next thing they're going to ask you if you say, hey, you know what? We're giving above market value on those right now.
0: What's market value?
1: Right. Well, it really depends on the you know, condition of your vehicle. Here's what I can do, though I can set up a time for you to come into the dealership, take you about 15, 20 minutes tops. And let us give you a number. If it makes sense to you, great. We can continue to talk. If it doesn't make sense to you, we shake your hand and say, thank you for giving us the opportunity at least give you the number. Now you leave here armed with the information.
0: Right, right. And at least you're more educated. At yeah. least you have an offer in hand.
1: So you know, right, what that vehicle's worth. If you're looking down the line, at least you know at this point in time. And I would
0: even go so far as to say, hey, come let me give you a number. Take that number out and shop it. You know, again... It goes back to my philosophy about the phone is not to close a deal. I'm not trying to land on a vehicle on the phone. I'm not trying to get credit on the phone. I'm not trying to get commitment to buy on the phone. I'm trying to get somebody in front of me. Right. Now, obviously, when they come down here and I've got them face to face with me, my goal is not to hand them an appraisal and say, all right, go shop it. Right. No, I want to close that person while they're here. Absolutely. But. At the very least, sure. Yeah. Well, I, somebody told me once uh, a sales manager was saying, "Well, why would you give them a number? They're just you're just loading their gun, right?" There's got to be sales managers listening to this podcast that have been doing this thirty years, going, "These guys are idiots. I'd never give an appraisal and let them walk out." Right. What? And that may be true. We might be idiots, but on this topic
1: or on this specific issue, go ahead, John.
0: Well, I'm saying. When they would talk to me about a write-up and they would say, why would you write this customer up? They've already told you they're not buying for a week. They've already told you they have to go home and talk to their spouse. I'm like, what you're failing to realize is every single car deal that I've ever done, I've done, I don't know, at least 3,000 car deals. And every single one of them. In a year. (laughs) Every single one of them, before they went into F&I, they signed a write-up. Right, right. I had a I had a write up sheet that we worked. So why would I not want to do a write up sheet with every single customer that I meet? Yeah, because you know that's got to occur before you can get them an F and I. Right.
1: So yeah, let's let's go ahead and get that one out of the way. Right. Well,
0: so it's the same thing on a trade. You have to do an appraisal before they can agree to numbers. Right. So why would you not give an appraisal on every single customer that came in? You know what? If you are two grand below the guy across town. Well, you're closer to a deal than you were without giving him a number, yeah. you know?
1: And unless he, that guy's just, you know, loading up the trade in order to get a unit sold, the chances are, I mean, I, I would deliver numbers to a sales guy uh, and he'd be like, oh, well, he said you were,
0: you know, four grand low.
1: Great. so if we can get to four grand more we got a deal right but I would tell, I would reassure the sales guy to say listen we might miss it by you know five hundred thousand maybe fifteen we're not missing it by four grand right yeah. so feel confident in saying to him sir you know I appreciate the fact that you feel like we're four thousand dollars off what information is it that you have that I can take back to my manager to show him that we're four thousand dollars off. Right. Yeah, Is this see, I don't just, like
0: that. I think that creates then you're on opposing sides, right? He says you're four thousand low. You're coaching your salesman to say we're not four thousand low. Now you go fight it out and you guys figure it out.
1: Well see, I kind of took the uh, the other side where I'm on the same side of the table with the with the the buyer or the, the person who's traded it's yeah. saying, Hey, give me whatever information you have so I can go plead your case um, right so I, I want to like you know they're the bad guys I'm with you in this I'm right. going to fight for you but help me fight for you what is it that makes you think that we're $4,000 low I'd love that information so I can go right. back up to the desk and say hey you guys you know uh, maybe you picked looked at the wrong one out there I don't know but let me you know <laughs> maybe you put the wrong color in yeah, there yeah you know do you realize uh, this? oh is that's a, pearl white a, that's a coat paint we put in just regular white it's a whole lot less expensive yeah. You know, had a, a buyer for the dealership. Uh, does it have a roof? You know, yep. wanted to know about a roof. Is that natty? Right, everything was a roof and natty. <laughs> is it have it? Yes. All right, There's a little better. If not, no, it's not. So that's the only equipment he looked at. He didn't, didn't care. Yeah, you know, he it, could appraise it
0: from it, the desk, right? Well, he could look out the window and appraise if that if car. He didn't have either one of those two things. He knew it wasn't the top. Uh, well, and, it sounds like he was really successful. Because sales management is all about time management. And if you can appraise cars from the desk without having to get up and go look at them, think of how much time you're saving. Absolutely. Well, (laughs) but we do
1: know that the location of the vehicle has absolutely nothing to do with its value.
0: Right. And I would say that on the phone a thousand times. Yeah.
1: Where the vehicle is located has no bearing on its value. Right, right. So, but ultimately... I, and I would even take it one step further, circling back to something you said earlier, which is, you know, your goal on the phone is to get them in front of you, right? It's to get right. the appointment to get them to physically come down to the dealership.
0: Um, I, I think, yeah, with every step along the way, if you keep the next step in mind, you know, what what's my goal on this current step? Right. If you keep that in mind, then, well, and you accomplish the right now goal, you're going to end up where you need to be. Yeah, and yeah.
1: I would say that every... Every form of digital communication, be it text message, email, uh, email uh, chat, right. the goal is to get to the phone call. I agree. Right? So, all digital communication, our goal is to set up a time or set up an phone opportunity phone. to speak to them over the phone, and then, yes, absolutely, keep in yeah. mind. So,
0: so let's recap that. I think that's very important, and I don't want the point to go unnoticed, is Digital communication, email, text, chat, the goal should be get a phone call. Right. When you're on the phone call, the goal should be get a visit. Right. When you're in the visit, the goal obviously then you break down, you know, into your sales process. And even we, more specifically than get a visit, get an appointment. Yeah. Okay. You
1: know, I mean and an
0: appointment could be ten minutes from now. You know. Right. Every time I'd go for an appointment, well, hey, what are you doing now? Yeah. You
1: know, right. I mean, you had time to talk to me on the phone. Right. You have time to just swing down to the dealership <laughs> and let's see what's right. going to happen here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because once you've you've uh, got their interest up, hopefully they're interested enough that they're going to act on it. Well, what, yeah, what's wrong with right now?
0: Yeah, well, people's together. emotions go through peaks and valleys. I mean, right. if they're on the phone with you, they're excited. If you're doing a good job, you're explaining your great selection. It's a great time to buy. You're in a great position to buy. Yeah. Uh, all of these things, and they're thinking, hey, I, I need to buy a car. Right. Well, why not say, what are you doing now? Swing by. Or at least
1: see if this is a real possibility. Yeah, yeah. So, we're making the the buyback phone call, and okay. the person say, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not really interested. <laughs> right? Hey, would you consider at least selling us your vehicle?
0: Right, right. And
1: they say, no, I'm not interested. So, what, and I, I have an answer to this question, so... Okay. Uh, if if they say no, I'm not interested. What are you going to do after that? They say, hey, thanks so much, but yeah, I'm really not
0: interested. And, I, don't, I don't have a patent answer. I guess um, you know maybe I would ask uh, if we'll go ahead. Tell like, yeah, answer.
1: so so and and I guess maybe I wasn't clear. Is basically they cut you off and that's the end of the phone call, right? I mean, they're just obviously just not, not interested, interested not in me engaging. So I don't want to sell you mine. I don't yeah, want to trade I'm mine. really not interested right now. Would you call that person back? That should be, Should have been my question. Oh,
0: absolutely. I'd call them up. Right. Yeah.
1: So, and typically there's a reason why yeah. your car is very valuable right now. We're having customers. We, we, we have a big buyback uh, thing going on right now where we're giving, you know, our, our inventory is low and our, uh, our pre-owned inventory is low right now. So, you know, that's why we're reaching out to customers to see if they would be willing to because right now your car is worth more to us than it would be at other times, mm-hmm. right? So then, nope, not interested. I'm gonna call back a second time and, and uh, at least present the fact that I'm aware that you've already said no once, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to call you back and you know pretend like we didn't already have that conversation. right? So I'm gonna call you back and say, hey, Mr. Jones, we spoke the other day, it's Ray West, I called about your Ford Mustang, and I understand you said you weren't interested, but my manager came to me and he was asking me specifically about the Mustang customers and said, Ray, just reach out to them one more time and make sure that they are absolutely not interested because really I'm, I'm <laughs> buying those at, at a very high price right now. So I just want to make sure you had not reconsidered or thought about it anymore or changed your mind or right. were at least interested in seeing if they say no to the second one, I'm going to call one more time.
0: Well, I think that's especially effective if the guy's had the car for two or three years. Uh, you know, he, he gets a phone call saying, just out of the blue, right. hey, do you want to sell your car? Well, no, I mean, I hadn't even thought about it. You know, I owe too much on right. it. I'm upside down. It'd be a three-hour deal, and you'd probably just low on me anyway. Right. Well, then the next day, the next morning, he gets up and gets in his old, dirty, stinky car, Right. Yeah. And then he drives home at it a few days and he goes out to eat with his girlfriend. Every new one he passes, which he's (laughs) going to pass 50 of them. Right. He hadn't seen one new one on the road until
1: after that call. Right. And now everywhere he looks, he sees Right. And four days later, he's
0: going, man, maybe I would sell this car. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great point. And then the third phone call is,
1: you know, we're getting to the end of this, our need for, for, quality pre-owned vehicles or, you know, our inventory is getting up to to being about full. And I I would hate for you to have decided, you know what, I am interested. And then this opportunity ends and we go, oh, gosh, you know what, we're really not doing anymore. So, you know, before we get to where we're not going to be able to go over market value, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to check with you one more time or at least let you know this is coming to an end. Because the last thing I want to do is have told you is have happening, a takeaway, and then yeah, yeah, I've, never, I've exercise, never
0: used but, that personally, but uh, well, it's yeah, I
1: think you know, first one is hey, have you ever considered or would you consider? Second one is I just want to make sure you hadn't reconsidered because okay, you know somebody in the dealership is really pushing, saying hey man, anyone you can find that would be interested. Make sure right. that they're aware that this is real. And the <clears> third <throat> one is, it's getting ready to end. And the last thing I'd want to do is end, and then you all of a sudden have come to the realization that, yes, this is something. So, right. you know, while we're in this time. And then, of course, different.
0: two weeks later, you call, hey, we got a new promotion.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> no, 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 because
0: by the third one, you've gotten to Until they buy or die, Ray. Right. Call them till they buy or die, buddy. Oh, that's funny. So, um, I think this would warrant uh, further discussion, and maybe we could go through a buyback script, you know, something that we think is effective. I've written a couple. Uh, I don't have them with me today, but uh, we could revisit that at a later date, and then maybe we could go through other campaigns, Um, you know, even
1: service. And I mentioned the other day, you know, that I I really think, and I know it's more of a a long-term play, but... The whole, hey, Mr. Customer, I've been assigned to your account. Just want to reach out and give you a name and a voice to to go here with the dealership. If you need anything at all from our dealership, just want to reach out and and let you know that there was somebody here. And I can, you know, shoot you an email with my contact
0: information. Treat that more like, you know, your customer liaison kind of deal. Right. Versus, you know, hey, your guy's not here anymore. Right. You know. Just want to tell you I'm here now. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Be so like, now you're you be. Know, yeah, right, right. No, hey, you know, I know you're beginning service on your car, and you know you, you, these kinds of things. Let, let me be your go-to guy.
1: Your your concierge here at the Your delicious? concierge. That's a
0: great. That's a great term. I had a dealer in Texas that had concierge. Uh, they had a dedicated delivery person, and they called him the concierge. The concierge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is French.
1: Is it? For for go to. Oh. Yeah. That it means go to in French. I have no idea. <laughs> I I took uh, I took four years of French. You did. And, and I and the only things I remember are uh, uh, Jean et Luc à la piscine which means
0: I kissed a girl in French once.
1: Jean et Luc à la piscine, which means uh, Jean and Luc are at the pool. Jean-Luc
0: Picard, and, are you thinking?
1: Jean and Luc are at the pool. I'm, oh. I'm translating my the two things I remember from my French class, my four years of French class. I can say Jean and Luc are at the pool, and I can say mon crayon est jeune, which means my pencil is yellow. So if I ever go to France or a French-speaking country. Um, and they ask
0: you where Jean and Luc are? Um, no,
1: just, just in general conversation, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I say Jean and Luc est à la piscine. And they go, oh, yeah, we. Oui. Is that
0: how you got your wife to marry you? It is. And then I said, mon were you you were, <laughs> you, were <laughs> you were at a candlelight dinner. You were at a candlelight dinner. There was dinner and dancing, and you, <laughs> leaved, uh, you leaned over across the chair, <laughs> across the little wire, uh, hey. small round table. You leaned over. Mon and cher. You said, and you said what? Jeanne et i be seen. <laughs> Her eyes lit up. Unfortunately,
1: my wife took French oh. in high school, and she remembers more than two sentences. <laughs> so, so, and she, so
0: she said, "Who are John and yeah, Ray?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think you
1: know that, that's good for uh, for another episode of uh, this Saturday morning sales meeting. Maybe we'll even take callers at some point.
0: I'd love it. Yeah,
1: stump John and Ray. I'd love it. Right, I'd love to hear an objection that we can't overcome.
0: Live calls. We could go do a live remote. We could. And do some live calls. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, that, that's it for this episode. Here with John and Ray. Jean, that's right. Jean, I, I
0: threw a little French in. Well, you know what that music means, Ray. <laughs> that means we have come to the end of yet another episode. Yet another episode. Saturday morning sales meeting. Thanks for
1: listening, and we look forward to, uh, to presenting another episode here in the near future. If you would like to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written.
0: Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training,
1: BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply
0: email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right, and these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right, simply email us info at Meeting dot com. That's info at
1: SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting dot com.